Big Fluff. So, good to see you guys. Do I, do I owe the honor of this little visit? Can I guess? You want to get a gift. You need the perfect present for the perfect person. It was perfectly everything from this perfect store. It is the perfect store. This is our favorite shop. I know. You're my favorites. My best customers. I mean, people today, kids, kids. They're so invested in those video games. They don't, they don't appreciate old-fashioned knickknacks like I got here and smartphones. Don't get me started. Don't, please, don't. My heart, I can't. Dumb phones, dumb phones. They should be called dummy phonies. Ozzy, we need your help. Hobo Radio, the official podcast of HoboTrashCan.com. You can share your thoughts on the show anytime by emailing Joel at Murphy's Law at HoboTrashCan.com. Hey, what up, yo? It's Michael K. Williams, a.k.a. Omar from the HBO series The Wire. And right now, you're listening to Hobo Radio. Keep it locked right here, you did. And now, your host, miniature dog enthusiast, Joel Murphy. Hello again. I'm Joel Murphy. This is Hobo Radio. And today I am very excited to bring to you an interview with Kim Coates, who you is probably best known as Tig from Sons of Anarchy and uh, who is starring in a new movie called Adventure Club. Uh, which is going to be available in theaters and on demand uh, this Friday, February 10th. That is actually why I got to speak to him. Uh, some of the people from the film uh, reached out to me and uh, offered to set this up. They also sent me a screening link uh, to the film, uh, which was really cool. It's a very sweet film. Uh, it's, as I mentioned in the interview with Kim Coates, it's, uh, it's got like a little bit of a throwback feel to more of like a Spielberg family film with young precocious uh, tweens going on adventures and finding things. And, you know, Kim Coates is uh, there as this sort of odd mentor Ozzy. And uh, it's nice. If you get a chance, you should definitely check it out. And uh, you are definitely going to want to check out this interview. He was everything that I could have possibly hoped he would be. Uh, he was such a delight to talk to, and I, I know that you are going to enjoy this so much. So without further ado, here it is, my interview with Kim Coates. Hey, hey, how's it going? Is this Joel Murphy from TrashMyCan.com? <laughs> Something like that. That's pretty close. <laughs> so, Joel, Joel, seriously, is it Trash Can? Like, seriously, that's just so fucking awesome. <laughs> it is Hobo Trash Can. I found that people either love the name or absolutely hate it. So it's it's a it's a very mixed. No, I I, I love it. I mean, Hobo Trash Can. Who came up with that? That was actually me. 
Well done, lad. Well done. How are you, man? You're my last one. I've been doing this all morning, so let's get at it. Love it. How oh, are you, buddy? I'm good. Yeah, no, thanks for... I'm sure at the end of a long day, the, the last thing you want to do is do another one of these, so I, I greatly appreciate your time. Not, not a problem, Murphy. I'm all yours. What's up, buddy? Uh, well, actually, you know, I wanted to start... So when I mentioned to my fiance that I was doing this, she told me that she went to a motorcycle expo show in Baltimore a few years ago. And she wanted to get a photo taken with you, but your line was so long that she actually gave up and went to Mark Boone Jr.'s line instead. So, <laughs> <laughs> See, Booney needed some love. You tell your beautiful fiance, thank you for giving a little love to Boone. I always got more than Booney did, so it's nice that Booney got a little love back. I love to hear that. <laughs> uh, well, I was curious. I thought that was a, a good place to start just in terms of like, so obviously... You're in this show. You're in Sons of Anarchy. It's a hugely popular show. You, your character is, I'd say, iconic on that show. Um, you know, what is Thank it like post? I mean it. Thank you. Oh yeah, no. I mean, I, I loved you. I think that character was so brilliant and a character that I, I don't think I had ever seen before. So I, I always thought that they really the the depths that you guys found with him of like it, it seemed like a character that could have been one dimensional, but that you you guys always found depth with it, which I really always enjoyed man you you just nailed it uh joel i gotta tell you seriously <clears throat> when when i, I don't so, most of my fans know this but for a few that don't i i auditioned for clay i auditioned for bobby we all had to audition everybody charlie everybody and i was i was too young for clay and i wasn't right for bobby so i moved on they shot the pilot without me and seriously, I got a call the day before they had decided to reshoot the pilot. And they recast Clay with Ron Perlman that day. Oh, wow. They didn't have the character of Tig. They didn't. They didn't have the sergeant at arms. They just, they, 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 they blew it. They didn't. And so Kurt Sutter realized maybe Kim Coates would be that guy. But I was golfing. <laughs> and I was golfing all day, and I never, I'm never on my phone when I golf, and I had all these messages when I was done. Long story short, I, I, I drove my car to meet Kurt way late. They, I thought they gave the part away, obviously, because I was way late, but he waited for me, and I walked in, and Sutter looked at me and said, all right, would you play this guy? And I said to him, and I meant it, I said, well, well who is he? I need to know. And he said, well, I really haven't, I can't have written much for him yet because it's it's so new we just recast clay this morning with ron perlman which excited me i was a big fan i said well i gotta see something i can't say yet you know so he showed me one scene of a show of a, of a of, of we did use it in the first episode not the pilot where it's so gross and dark and and funny but so psychotic i looked at kurt and i said this isn't for me i i have to say no i wish you all the best and he said wait 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 a minute and, and he told me, looking me right in the eye, he said, please trust me that this guy is psychotic and crazy and tough. And he's the sergeant at arms, which, you know, there's no explanation needed for what you are when you're the sergeant at arms. You're the guy. But he's going to be funny. He's going to break down. He's going to become the moral compass. He's going to be, he's going to have levels that I don't even know what they are yet, but let's find them together. And do you know what? I, I trusted him, Joel. And I'm so glad I said yes. Because that seven years went by like that, 
It was intense. I'll never forget it. He couldn't write for all of us all the time, but when he did, Tig got some of the best stuff ever. And I'll never, I'll never, I'll never forget it. I've so moved on. I've done nine things since Post Sons. Nine movies, epic, all different. I'm right back where I want to be in the saddle of different parts uh, all the time. And uh, But I'll never forget playing Tig Trigger. Yeah, if I can sneak in one more Tig question, I do definitely want to talk about everything since then. But yeah, I just, I'm curious yeah, too, yeah. Uh, just what was it like the, the story arc with Walton Goggins? I feel like that was uh, such just an amazing arc. And I think really... It was you know, mind-blowing, right? Yeah, yeah. I've yeah, thank you. It was mind blowing. <clears throat> it, it, it was mind blowing for two reasons. Number one, Walton, who's a big fan of Kurt, and Kurt's a big fan of Walton. They did the Shield together. They were friends. He got a lot of people from the Shield on that show. Kenny Johnson, um, and 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 Walton said to Kurt, "I want something different. I want something so different." And when Kurt Sutter came up with Venus Van Damme and brought it to Goggins, there, there wasn't even a hesitation. Walton shaved his legs. He put that, that, those massive breasts on, boob fittings, hair, walking around in pumps, got that voice, hung out with some transgenders. I mean, seriously, seriously. For Walton to get into it so much, how could I not, right? I, it, it was, that was, I mean, season seven for me was way too violent way too over the top, way too crazy, right? Yeah. Um, for me and for a lot of us. But it was epic. And I knew Kurt knew what he was doing, so he, he went at it. But for me to have that love affair, uh, obviously was a bit uncomfortable, but amazing. Um, for Walton and I, it was something we'll never forget. And I think it jarred the world that watched that show. Tig's the only character who could have done something like that and gotten away with it. Even my redneck fans around America go, that was acting, man. I don't <laughs> know what that was. That was, just, that was crazy shit. That was crazy shit. Well, that's right. You know why? Because this country more than ever right now needs love. It is so, it is so toxic. And I don't want to talk politics, but honestly, that love affair with Tig and Venus uh, will be remembered forever. And I'm pretty proud of that. Yeah, no, I, I think you totally should be. I, I agree 100% uh, with everything you said. Uh, but like I said, I, so I do want to move on. So you, you play this iconic character. Um, you obviously got a lot of support for it. And as you said, you've moved on. You've started doing other projects. Did you have an approach, you know, post Sons of Anarchy? Like, did you... Uh, what was your sort of like goal acting wise after the show wrapped in terms of looking for new projects? Yeah, good question. Good, yeah, good question. I I only knew two things. Number one, I was so I was so thankful to be back to movies full time, and number two, I didn't want to do another television series right away. So when when Sons uh, wrapped two years ago and three months ago, I said no to two series right away. Didn't want to do them. No more TV. No. I'm going to put my feet up. I'm going to really take take some time off and think about this, right? Officer Down was the first film that came my way that I really wanted to do, and I got into that with such zeal. I was so, so, with such zest, I was so zealously ready for a movie like that. I was my movie. I was the lead. Had to get in the best shape of my life. Did all my own stunts. Clown directed it from Slipknot. This is his first, you know directing joe casey wrote the, the the graphic novel 
with Chris Burnham's, uh, you know, his, 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 his comic work. We turned it into a movie. We shot it in L.A. It was a low budget. We opened at the L.A. Film Festival last fall. You couldn't get tickets. It was sold out in three seconds. It's already been on video on demand. It's opening right now in two weeks on DVD. I'll be doing lots of press for that again. So from that, then I do The Land in Cleveland. Then I do The Adventure Club, which we're talking about. Strange Weather with Holly Hunter. I do Goon 2. I do two massive miniseries. I mean, brother, I, I haven't stopped. And they're all such different iconic characters that I'm just, I'm loving it. I'm loving everything. So what was it specifically about Adventure Club that, that drew you to it, or what made you excited about this project? Um, it was so different from anything I'd done. It's if you want to talk about Officer Down being a hard R, almost an X, you want to talk about Tig Trigger, or you want to talk about you know Strange Weather with Holly Hunter, I play the nicest guy in the world, and truly. The Adventure Club's a family movie. You can't say that much anymore, right? They're mostly PG-13 or or R or... Well, this is family. There's no swearing. It's, it's such a great little story. And what drew me to it was a couple things. A, the writing. It's always about the writing with me. It's not about the size of the part, whether you're the lead or you're number nine in the call sheet. It's about the part and the writing. And this guy, Uncle Ozzy, like the kids, the three lead kids, Sam Arnold, who plays Ricky, Delilah Bella plays Sandy, and Jacob Davies plays Bill. These three kids are our leads in this picture. And, and what do they do? Well, they, they find this magical box, and they know it's something special. Is it a genie in a bottle? What's, you know, there's magic in this movie. It takes place right now, today. And who do they bring it to? Ozzy. And Ozzy's this guy who I play who is this curator of this antique shop. Where this, it's like a, a wonder cabinet. It's, it's got potions and old books and artifacts and and dust and, and crazy stuff. Well, Uncle Ozzy, as, they, as the kids call him, they come to him because why? They trust him. So I'm playing a character that people trust, and I love that. I, I'm playing a character that is funny, and I'm, I hope we made him even funnier. I have four glasses, four pairs of glasses on me. I got frumpy clothes. I, <laughs> I rode around set on this old 50-year-old bike, not a motorcycle, right? Like an old two-wheeler and just smiling. These kids probably didn't even know who I was. Well, they sort of did, but their parents really did, right? <laughs> so I was loved when I got there. I, I, I've done things with Billy Zane before. I didn't get a chance to work with him. His filming schedule was different than mine, but Gabrielle Miller, who plays Jane, she's from Corner Gas. She's, I'm a big fan. It was a real wonderful time. And to have Shane and Sarah, the two Trilight entertainment producers offered this to me. It was a no-brainer, man. I had a great two days. It was just so different to inhabit this older, trustworthy, wacky, beautiful guy. And to have these kids trust me, I got to spend a day with them. And they're drinking hot chocolate, and I'm drinking you know, coffee and telling stories. And I don't know, man. It was great. They say working with kids and animals is a bit off, but I'll take it anytime. It was so much fun. Yeah, I, I thought it was cool, too, that this kind of has like a throwback vibe to maybe more like a like you were saying, they don't make movies like this, more of an 80s kind of, you know, almost like a Spielberg type of movie or something For like that. Sure. Yeah. And I just think that's cool to kind of do. For sure. Totally agree, Nick. Uh, but well, I wanted no, to ask. I totally agree, man. 
Uh, well, I wanted to ask you, you kind of mentioned, so after Suns, you said uh, no TV. Is that just in the short term? Do you think that's something that you will get back to or you're just kind of enjoying bouncing around and doing different movie projects? Yeah, what I meant was I didn't want to get back into a regular on television right away. I didn't I didn't want that at all. I, I needed to take a breath from, from Tig Traeger and the grind happily on Suns for those seven years. So it was really important for me to change it up. And I did, and I have. And I've said no to regular television. But I've done, I just did an arc on Kevin Can Wait. I just did a show, a sitcom. I've never done a sitcom. Scared the crap out of me. But Kevin... <laughs> James, my good friend, I've done two movies with him. He's been dying to get me on a show, and I kept saying no. Well, I finally stopped saying no, and I did it last week. And I'm telling you what, man. I mean, there's no more rules anymore, Joel. You can do commercials, voiceovers. You can do movies, TV, stage. There's no more rules like there there were in the in the early '90s. Oh, I can't do TV. Oh, I can't do a commercial. I'm just a film guy. I'm a I'm a film stage guy. Well, that's what I was and am. But now you can do anything because the writing on television is some of the best writing there is, period. And so for me to do the sitcom, A, I love comedy. B, I love Kevin James. C, I'll do anything with him. But it scared the, the pants off of me. It's, it's live TV in a way. It's a live audience and there's 24 pages a day you're shooting and they're, they're changing it up. I'm a, I'm a film actor. It's like, <laughs> what the hell's happening? But yeah, no, that, that's all I mean. Am I looking for a new series? Sure. My people are always looking. But at the rate I'm doing movies these days, I, I'm in no rush. And I'm in a great place, and I love being here. Is there anything you haven't done in your career that like is sort of a bucket list item or anything that you, you've always had, like, I don't know, a musical or something that, like we haven't seen you do that you, you would love to do? Oh, please don't invite me to a musical. <laughs> that would just be horrendous. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, Joel, back in the day, you know, seriously, back in the day when I was all this theater, I mean, I took it so seriously at university. I stumbled into acting and did 24 plays over four years. And, you know, I went from being a history teacher to being an actor. And here we are, right? But I did. I played action twice in West Side Story. I was in Cabaret. Uh, so I've done a couple of musicals, but lordy, lordy, that was way <laughs> back then. No. There, there, there's nothing. I mean, I've done 60 movies now. I'm, I'm doing miniseries now. I'm, I've done television. I've done comedy. I've done, you know, I've been a paraplegic. I, I'm just so grateful for the opportunity to continue to grow as an actor and as a producer. I'm, I'm, I'm right in, I'm, I'm right where I want to be. So every, every movie is different for me. Every adventure, I find something hopefully different about it, and I learn something from it because time's flying right now, and I'm I'm in it, and it's a great you know I get to talk to you and all the interviews I'm doing and all the stuff I'm doing. So no man, I, I get back. I've got between five and ten charities that I love talking about, and uh, I've raised so much, helped raise so much money for for all of them, and happily and a few places around the world that I own. It's all good, man. It's, there's, there's not, there's no downside for me other than the political system that's happening in this country right now. It's, it's fairly depressing, but I try not to talk too much politics because I just end up feeling so shitty by the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I trust me. <laughs> I 100% agree. Well, I, I know I don't want to, 
you know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. Ahead, um, but I just figured, like, you mentioned I'm some good, charity good, stuff. Bro. Is there anything, like, if people want to follow you, what's the best way to for people to keep up with you? Is there a good place to send them to? Great. Or? That's a, yeah, that's a great that's a great question. Yeah, I, I, I try not to do too much social media because it's kind of madness out there for me right now and a lot of people. But my daughter, Kyla Coates, um, she, she started this charity with three other brainiacs like her when she graduated college. She's, she's just the smartest, you know, summa cum laude graduate, got her master's at USC, graduated UCLA Bruin. Um, and she started this charity called One Heart Source over in Africa, in Tanzania. Now it's in South Africa as well, Jamaica. It's to, it's to help empower these young kids who have no fathers, no mothers, no life, no anything with an educational background, with AIDS awareness, with, with food and books. And it, all these incredible brainiac kids from around the world get to go to Tanzania and South Africa and Jamaica, like I just said. And Kyla's one of the big shots. So, you know, I think with Sons of Anarchy, we had three three events and we raised, oh my God, like over $400,000 for, for that organization. So I'm fairly proud of that. But people and my other, between five and 10, some in America, some in Canada, people can find out by going to my Twitter feed, you know, um, I do tweet, I do talk about my charities and obviously I, you know, when I'm doing movies and stuff, I'll, uh, I'll feed my fans with a few photos here and there and you know, talk about funny stuff here and there, but, um, I don't, I'm not on Facebook. I don't Instagram. I know if you go to my, my Wikipedia page, my, my name, punch it in the internet, all my stuff comes up, all my movies, all my charities, but yeah, just follow me on Twitter. And I talk about these events that I do go to and people that, you know, have to pay to come and it all goes to charity. And I'm pretty proud of all of it. I really am. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, man, for, for talking to me today. It was really great chatting with you. I'm always a fan of your work. Like, it's always fun to see what different stuff you do. And uh, thanks, I, I, Joel. I mean that. Thanks, man. Yeah, no, definitely. Thanks, man. I, I really. Th thanks a lot. And, and you, ha ha yeah, have a great day. Thanks for talking to me, brother. I'll talk to you again. You too. Take care. What did I tell you? Delightful, right? Absolutely delightful. I had such a great time talking to him. Just such a cool dude. And uh, if you enjoyed that, uh, first of all, you know, follow him on Twitter, as he said. Uh, watch The Adventure Club, uh, which was, you know, as I said, theaters, video on demand this Friday, February 10th. And also, if if you enjoyed the interview in general, go back through the archives. We We have a bunch of these interviews. Uh, that you should check out. Some of the more recent ones, Pete Holmes, uh, who has a new show coming to HBO pretty soon. Vincent Rodriguez III from the recently wrapped up Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. He plays Josh Chan. Uh, also got the always amazing Jessica Walter from Arrested Development and Archer. And, uh, you know, those are just the most recent. There's a lot of interviews if you start digging into the archives, which you can find on hobotrashcan.com or by subscribing on iTunes or Stitcher or whatever you use. So make sure to check those out. And uh, that's going to wrap it up for me this week. So remember, kids, don't do drugs or you go to hell before you die. Oh, if you don't know it, just follow the leader of the circle.
make sense? Not really. production of hobotrashcan.com if you enjoyed the show please rate or review it on itunes hear more great shows on the peak sloth podcast network like this one hey this is chris and this is joe from the curioso podcast and we give our stamp of curioso approval to the podcast that you're listening to right now 